The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. Interviews, news, and views. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Okay, welcome to Hour 2 of State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT. I'm Steve Hook in Central Jersey, and there he is, Brian McLean, Central Texas. So we're a couple of Central guys here. Um, a big, big, big hour one hour two promises to be a barn burner as well. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to George Papadopoulos about he was bumped that now we're learning this new spy time. He was bumped. I want to know what a bump, what a bump looks like, what a bump feels like. So I'm really excited to talk to George. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, we talked about this last hour. We might as well do it again. As you know, last December, Julian Assange's two-day public hearing was announced for the 20th and 21st of this very month. So it's coming up February 20th and 21st at the UK High Court. This will determine whether Julian will have permission to appeal this uh, case or whether he will immediately be extradited to the United States. We hope not. TNT is going to be at the Royal Courts of Justice broadcasting live and covering the entire two days, if that's what it takes. And then, of course, TNT will be broadcasting from various locations throughout London and also at the London premiere of The Trust Fall, Julian Assange. That's going down at Rio Cinemas on Sunday, uh, the 18th at 1 p.m. So that'll be coming up this Sunday. The film will be followed by a panel discussion and a Q&A with Tariq Ali, Kristen Hafferson, and perhaps even Stella Assange. To find out more, just do the interweb search for the Trust Fall Julian Assange London premiere, and you'll get all the info you need right there as we light the fuse for freedom on today's News Talk TNT. All right, Hesh. Uh, God, there. you know, I tell you, man, it's days like today that I realize two hours isn't nearly long enough. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to get everything in. But yeah, it's it's a good thing we have so many great colleagues here and that TNT is live 24-7 because we certainly, you and I would have to be live 24-7 without TNT. Exactly right. Exactly right. And um, yeah, it would be 24-7. Guess who's back in the news? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. He didn't kill himself. That's right. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Well, not necessarily Jeffrey Epstein back in the news, but his victims are. I'm reading from the New York. uh, No, strike that. This is Fox News now. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein victims are going to sue, uh, set to sue the FBI for alleged failure to investigate sex trafficking ring for the elite. A dozen Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, of Jeffrey Epstein's accusers have filed a lawsuit against the U.S. government alleging that the FBI failed to properly investigate the financiers' sex trafficking crimes as far back as the 1990s. Jeffrey Epstein's penchant for teenage girls was an open secret in the High Society of Palm Beach, Florida, and the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Uh, which was disregarded by the FBI, reads the lawsuit on the uh, on behalf of 12 Jane Doe's. So Epstein orchestrated an illegal sex trafficking ring for the elite, and the FBI failed to adequately investigate the abuse, failed to interview the victims, failed to investigate the crimes, and did not follow routine procedure or offer victim assistance, notwithstanding 
uh, credible reports and tips. The lawsuit filed Wednesday, so this was filed uh, yesterday, alleges that all 12 women were victimized by Epstein and co-conspirators because of the FBI's alleged past failures and that the current FBI director, Christopher Wray, has done nothing to right this wrong, as Tennessee uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn uh, uh, has requested in a two th- or, yeah, 2023, December 2023 hearing. Here's where it really gets crazy. Epstein himself uh, apparently threatened these these ladies, and he would say stuff to them like, you're going to die. I'm going to have someone break your legs. Allegations in sex, uh, of sex trafficking emerged as early as 96, according to the lawsuit, and it goes on and on. But, Hesher, here's the deal, as we mentioned. Epstein was a, a Fed operative, as far as I can tell. And I don't think he was just a Fed operative for the U.S. I think he was a Fed operative for who knows, maybe the five eyes. But he was he was getting dirt on a lot of very high-ranking people. And no wonder the FBI won't investigate this. They don't want it to, they don't want the truth out there, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh I mean this is this is one of those secrets. It's an open secret, but it's one of those secrets that could quite possibly burn down the country, could quite possibly burn down the deep state, could quite possibly destroy leverage that the deep state has on an international crew of an international cadre of hollywood celebrities politicians banking uh interests fortune 100 people uh you know it's it's uh it's so large spanning and uh you know the his his partner in this one galane maxwell uh her father robert maxwell is a known Mossad agent who uh, died under some strange circumstances, and uh, it's not a far leap to look at uh, intelligence agencies uh, internationally being involved in this blackmail ring. Let's just be honest. It's a blackmail ring, and um, we can only assume, because of what happened after his death, uh, that the FBI is the agency that is holding all of the documentation, the evidence, the things that should and would go into discovery on a case like this. But this all begs the question. So much has gone into covering this up all along up to this point. Um, how successful can this case be for the 12 Jane Doe's? But I mean, just imagine, just imagine uh, that kind of a blackmail ring happening in our country and federal law uh, and deep state operatives trying to, uh, you know, cover it up. I'm telling you, man, the more I hear about stories like this, and the story we'll be talking with George Papadopoulos about the, uh, the 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 John Brennan CIA Five Eyes conspiracy, Russia, Russia, Russia. The more I hear about this, the more the the more I realize our country is absolutely sick right now with corruption. It's just riddled with it. Our our intel agencies, the DOJ. I mean, everywhere you look, just you know, throw a dart, you're going to hit corruption somewhere. And and this this Epstein case is really. Really, um, I mean, it's been ugly all along, but this is, I agree with you though, brother. I, I don't know that we're going to, I don't know that they're going to get to the bottom of it. There's just too many big names that that have got a lot of vested interest in keeping it all quiet. Hey, TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. 
TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no filters. No one in the world uh, does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day, all night, 24-7. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with a whole bunch of brilliant hosts and staff. It's uh, it's a critical time, and we must continue to call out all the misinformation and propaganda from the mainstream media, and you get a lot of it, and of course, they're powerful sponsors as well. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to tntradio.live, and if you can, make a small donation to TNT uh, while we seek the right, the right investors to continue this important mission, and it is a very very important mission. So there you go. All right, listen, you're listening to uh, State of the Nation, watching State of the Nation on TNT. We'll be right back. Our next guest, Tyler Nixon, TNT colleague, is going to join us next on TNT. It's the stuff. It's that division people are talking about. And that cluelessness that they want to push. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, welcome back. Yeah, Go ahead. yeah. So sorry there, Steve. An evidentiary <laughs> hearing about alleged misconduct by Soros-backed Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis today. We got to talk a little bit more about that because it's all about whether Willis should be disqualified from the Trump RICO case. And according to the Atlanta Journal, uh, Fannie Willis financially benefited from a romantic re relationship with top Trump prosecutor Nathan Wade. Now, uh, joining us now to talk about this is uh, one of our colleagues here, this news out of Fulton County, our TNT colleague, Tyler Nixon, host of the Tyler Nixon Show right here at Today's News Talk. Tyler, was it not glorious to see Nathan Wade squirming through the questions about his lavish trips with Fannie Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The devil went down to Georgia and has been uh, exposed in glaring. I mean, it's just it's it's delicious to see these people hoisted on their own petard and exposed as the criminals that they are. Uh, and they dared to dabble with the big time to take on uh, Donald Trump and, and persecute his, uh, you know, even his attorneys, frankly. And this ridiculous, absurd, ludicrous, uh, insane lawfare case uh, that they somehow pushed through, I guess, a totally Democrat grand jury in uh, Fulton County there. Uh, meanwhile, you know, they're, they're pursuing this. People are dying in Fulton County prison, uh, you know, on a, on a regular basis uh, from neglect, from the horrible conditions. And uh, but the big old Fanny, she doesn't care. That's no that's of no concern to her. We got to take down the orange man uh, to please the White House and the National Democrat Crime Syndicate. But that being said, um, I, I haven't paid close attention, but I've caught enough to see that just I mean, first of all, Nathan Wade looks like you want to talk about being in the hot seat. I mean, my gosh, this 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 poor clown. I don't think he knew what he was getting himself into. But when he said that he basically was uh, paid, what was it? Uh, he paid or no, he, he paid Fanny back $10,000 in cash that he was given cash. And, and I mean, you know, we're into the realm of like, oh, well, how can we what, what can we say that's not traceable, that, that no one can prove or disprove? Uh, and yeah, he's been caught in multiple lies concerning his relationship with her. And uh, I, I mean, these, these and the, the uh, excuse me, the attorneys on the defense side are just boring in on these on, on him. They had a supporting witness that I saw before, who I believe is the uh, the uh, uh, employee, Fulton County employee who was fired 
for raising the alarm about uh, the abuse of federal grants and but clearly had uh, had information a witness to this relationship pre-existing the November 2nd, 20, uh, 2021 cutoff, which is when Nathan uh, Wade basically averred under uh, under oath or, or a threat of, you know, uh, under uh, threat of uh, uh, penalty of perjury, excuse me, that he had had no relationship outside the marriage. Uh, so he's been caught dead to rights in lies. And I don't know if Fanny, I mean, I think she should do the honorable thing for the first time in her whole career and resign before this spins out of control and takes them all down. Yeah. Hi, Tyler. It's great to see you. I think it is spinning out of control and I think it is going to take them all down. Uh, it was Amen. funny. I watched, I watched it uh, up until the time I had to come on the air. And the shocking thing that was about to happen was Fannie Willis made an appearance, kind of pulled a Hunter Biden and just barged into the room and said, I want to take the stand. So, you know, What's what going was going on? Here? on? <laughs> yeah, you know what was going on? Fanny was sitting in her office watching this going, God, this guy is blowing it. I better I go pull our, <laughs> I better go pull our collective asses out of the fire. And so she goes in there. But was she, was she in the front row giving like hand signals like no. <laughs> yeah. Probably so. But Hesh, let me just set this up for you because I know you didn't watch this. Nathan Wade comes strutting into the damn courtroom. Uh, you know, like like Patrick Mahomes after throwing the game-winning touchdown. He's just got an attitude. He's got the swagger going. He's in that. He's in that witness Boy, that, seat. Yeah, that is. And all of a sudden, quick. the beads of sweat. Yeah, the the <laughs> the the arrogance was quickly sucked out of him. And um, yeah, you're right. That one witness that said, "Yeah, this wit this this relationship started around 2019." game set match right there and yeah. i don't know tyler listen real quick we don't have a lot of time but do you think this is going to get tossed do you think that she's going to be removed from this case and ultimately will the case just go away well if the judge i don't see how at this point because of the corruption because of the, the lies i mean how she's not disqualified from the case if not removed from office entirely so the question remains the case doesn't necessarily go away but who's going to prosecute it uh, you would have to find, I guess, a, a, a DA level uh, uh, official in the state of Georgia who you know, buys into this crap and is willing to go along with it. Will they bring somebody in? I don't know. I mean, I think uh, it, it dooms the case in the sense that even even if they were to find someone to prosecute it, it's going to be interminably de uh, delayed. There's going to be all sorts of motions filed for uh, you know for uh, due process uh, violations and all you know sorts of all sorts of malicious prosecution. You name it. So I, I think. I don't want to I don't want to like get ahead of myself here, but I, I see this case uh, imploding very quickly. And Fanny, along with Fanny Willis's uh, career as a prosecutor and a public official. There you yeah, go. it's uh, it certainly seems that's going to be what happens. Yeah, yes, it, yes. it looks that way. Well, Tyler Nixon, wait. thank you so much. Yeah, you and me both, brother. Good luck. Uh, by the way, congratulations on your first full week of uh, the Tyler Nixon show right here on thank TNT. Thank you. And, uh, and we thank you. That. for Yeah, we appreciate you coming on and joining us today. We'll do it again real soon, my friend. It's Joe uh, Hook, right? Yeah, it's smart, Alec. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love you guys. I appreciate the support. I'm always, uh, you know, you're, you're right. Come right on after me. And it's you really the show is excellent. I'm serious. You guys are our first rate. The guests you get. And I just love the conversation. It's lively. Um, it's, it's really the premier show on the network and I'm, I'm well, really honored nice to, uh, to proceed say. you.
Well, we're Thank happy you. to have you as a lead in and your show is awesome as well. So congratulations yeah, really on that today. mutual appreciation society, Tyler Nixon, everybody uh, on today's news talk TNT. We'll be right back after this TNT's Timothy Shea. The race is essentially now Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley. Ron disappoints us. We'll be pulling his hat from the ring next. And the issue as always is why is the Nikki taking so much of the left's money? Well, maybe this will give you a little insight. She credits Hillary Clinton with inspiring her to enter politics, having attended a women's leadership summit at which Hillary spoke. And Nikki said, and I quote, I then had to decide whether I was a Republican or Democrat. See, Nikki has no core beliefs other than doing whatever her globalist masters, paymasters, want her to say. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. Ladies and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. Okay, welcome back to State of the Nation, and we're absolutely thrilled to have our next guest uh, on the program. He's former Trump campaign advisor, George Papadopoulos, author and former member of the Foreign Policy Advisory Panel for Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. And of course, he was also, now we learned, Hesher, he was bumped. He was bumped by Professor Mifsud. Uh, George Papadopoulos, hello there, sir. It's wonderful to see you. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you. Um, you must be over the moon that this stuff is starting to come out now. You lived with this. I mean, you actually did some time. You got a complete and full pardon, of course. But And you didn't do a damn thing wrong either. That's the crazy thing. But this story that Schellenberger, Taibbi, and Gutentag have broken, I mean, we all kind of knew it, but they are really putting the pieces together. It looks like it was started with John Brennan and the CIA and that he got the five eyes involved and he he named 26 targets of investigation. Apparently you were one of them. Why don't you tell us from your perspective, from an insider looking out, what, what, what you're seeing in this, uh, in this reportage from, uh, from these three brave uh, patriots, really? Well, first and foremost, at a personal level, I'm absolutely ecstatic uh, because I've actually been uh, saying this uh, to the world regarding Five Eyes, the Western intelligence operation that went into setting up the Trump campaign and then obviously subverting not only the democratic process in America, but of course, uh, the first uh, Donald Trump uh, term um, at the 
article level, uh, the article is a profound indictment of uh, both domestic and foreign intelligence. I mean, I don't think you could have had a more devastating article uh, exposing malfeasance and illegal behavior by U.S. and Western intelligence, because what the article basically summarizes is that the CIA, in conjunction with Five Eyes, meaning MI6, Australian intelligence, Canadian intelligence, New Zealand intelligence, basically co concocted a plan to set up, spy on, and subvert a rival presidential campaign. Now, the reason I believe this was a global effort is because clearly these foreign governments had vested interests in a potential third Obama term, which obviously Hillary Clinton would have been that person uh, leading. So uh, you, it, it, you just could not have a more devastating uh, impact on the international intelligence community from this article. It's incredible stuff. It really is. And now it brings FISA back under the spotlight, too. We just saw, who was that? Was that Kirby? We saw someone, one of those creatures up there on the, on Capitol Hill mm -hmm. saying, oh, yeah, we don't think it's in our best interest to revisit FISA. I mean, clearly, clearly FISA has been abused here. Clearly, uh, an international ring of people, intelligence assets, looking to change our electoral process here. I mean, it, it really is... Uh, it's probably a little bit much for a lot of Americans to believe, but for anyone that's been following your your story over the years, uh, this is groundbreaking. No, it, it absolutely is, and and unfortunately, I, I'm not shocked, right? Because I lived this story. I, I right after I left the car, the Ben Carson campaign, I'm being bumped as they reference this word in the article, by all of these infamous assets that later are now at the center or the heart of this international espionage scandal. And that was in early March of 2016. The fake narrative was that this thing spontaneously started legally justified in July of 2016 over some fake talk. And, you know, obviously that was a fake narrative. That was a cover story by the intelligence community. And in my opinion, it was because they were weaponizing what you just mentioned, FISA, Five Eyes, all of these um, legalities now have to be reformed. You have the 702 issue now with FISA that's up for debate in Congress. Congress controls the purse of the United States. And in my opinion, they should be seeking to defund the FBI, reform FISA, and even reform the Five Eyes intelligence uh, uh, intelligence sharing agreement that the United, has, the United States has with these four countries. Because if I'm, an, if I'm a foreign policy advisor on a campaign or even a U.S. diplomat, and I'm talking with my English counterpart, my New Zealand counterpart, Canadian or uh, U.K. Uh, counterpart, how will I know if I can trust this person at this point based on this damning evidence that just came out, that they're setting up people, they're spying for the opposition? This is really at the core of this scandal, and it goes to the trust that Americans have in the system domestically and with our allies abroad. God, you're not, you're not, I mean, listen, you're not overselling that, George. People don't trust anything in this country. We don't trust the CDC, for God's sakes. I mean, we don't even trust our doctors. And now you've, and of course, we don't trust the media, mainstream media. Now, let's, let's talk about the, the, the how this, the genesis of this thing. Because according to Schellenberger's Substack piece that I read yesterday, it looked like John Brennan was the catalyst. But John Brennan, then director of CIA under President Obama, he could have done none of this without Obama's approval and, and green lighting, correct? 
Absolutely. When you look at the magnitude of this so-called coalition of the willing, right, with the foreign governments involved, at what levels? We're talking about prime minister levels, foreign minister levels, head of MI6, head of CIA. No one could have put this coalition together except the president of the United States of America. And there, and then after him, his underling, John Brennan, who was the head of the CIA, just did the dirty work, and he outsourced that to the foreign intelligence community to circumvent the U.S. Constitution. That's why so much of this activity was actually happening in Australia. It was happening in London, in Rome. There was a reference to Mossad activity in Rome uh, in the article. All of this was happening abroad because Brennan understood if he got the allies to do it, they could circumvent the U.S. Constitution while wiping the hands clean of Obama and trying to cover that up. So to answer your, your question, of course, this could not have come from anybody but Obama, and they tried to uh, safeguard his reputation and his input in this operation. Right. And right. and it also it, it sort of plays into the Steele dossier, this whole dodgy dossier idea. It's like, again, we're seeing an example of our our, you know, Democratic Party, deep state, whatever, you know, terminology we want to use colluding with and and setting plans in motion and and even paying foreign operatives foreign intelligence operatives to lie to bump to nudge yeah at this point it almost looks like steel is part of a fake cover story to hide what we're discussing here today you had first this fake story with the australian diplomat by the way, this Australian diplomat, I ended up reporting him to the FBI, reported him to Congress. You could read my testimony to the House Oversight Committee. It's public knowledge now. You could see what actually happened during that interaction. I have an entire chapter also dedicated in my book to how bizarre that conversation was. It has we're nothing talking about Joseph Mifsud here, correct? No, we're talking about Alexander Downer, the Australian oh, okay. uh, diplomat. Uh, Downer, beg your pardon. Yeah, who was the first cover story. Then you had Steele with the Steele dossier, which now it looks like basically that was also a cover story to protect the CIA that set this entire thing in motion because Steele was paid by the Clinton campaign, by Fusion GPS and all that. But of course, Obama and the CIA head are not going to be colluding with Fusion GPS. They're just the useful idiots in the operation. I think this was all the cover to cover up what Obama did with Brennan and the head of MI6. And that's really what we should be focusing on and what I really think needs to happen. I mentioned that you have, you have to reform FISA. You have to investigate what this Five Eyes intelligence agreement really is all about. And if we can actually even have trust in these allies, but moving forward, we need to hold new testimony. We need to hold new hearings in Congress. People like Matt Gates, Speaker Johnson, we the Republicans own Congress today. They, they control the House, I should say. They have the authority to subpoena these witnesses to come once again, like John Durham, Attorney General Barr, Obama, Brennan, put them on the hot seat, make them answer questions. No one's going to get indicted. Of course, we know that with, with Garland at the head of the DOJ. But you get that testimony, you use it to win this election, and then once Trump gets back into office with the new DOJ, then you can indict and clean house. Okay, we're talking to George Papadopoulos. George, we got to take a real quick headline break. When we get back, I want to talk to you about the binder. Apparently, there was a binder that President Trump had, and some people speculate, Taibbi speculates, that that was what precipitated the Mar-a-Lago raid. The FBI was actually looking for that binder that might be able to spill all of these secrets. Damn, it sounds like a John LeCare movie, I tell you, or a book. 
But we'll come back and we'll pick up on the binder as we continue our discussion with George Papadopoulos on State of the Nation right after this headline on today's News Talk TNT. Check this out. News Talk Radio. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. During the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade in Kansas City on Wednesday, gunfire resulted in at least 22 individuals injured and one fatality. The U.S. Senate approved a substantial aid package totaling $95.3 billion for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, with a significant majority of 70 to 29 votes. Residents affected by bushfires in western Victoria have begun returning to their communities, only to find extensive destruction. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then... Dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. Okay, we're back with George Papadopoulos on State of the Nation. George, thank you for hanging in uh, through that headline break. Okay, so yesterday, or maybe it was a day before that Taibi put his piece out on Substack, he made mention of a binder. And he said this binder basically connects all the dots. Uh, and he declassified this before he left, before he left office. He made a big show about declassifying it, apparently, according to Matt Taibi. And that that is what might have precipitated the FBI to do this insane raid, long guns drawn, going through Mar-a-Lago to get all these papers. Uh, and, of course, this sounds like another cover-up operation. What do you what do you think about this binder? And do you think there's an oper- do you think there's a chance that Trump still has it somewhere, somewhere secret, and he's gonna un- uh, he's gonna disclose it? What do you think? Well, first and foremost, uh, President Trump had the ultimate authority to declassify anything he wanted to in the waning days of his first term. That's something that completely separates Trump's case from Biden's case, in which the special counsel just recently. Uh, uh, wrote a very damning report about Biden uh, willfully retaining classified information and in an illegal behavior, but because he's so mentally incapacitated that they couldn't charge him with it. Now, Biden was vice president when he did this, so clearly he had no authority to do it. With this situation, if it is indeed true that the FBI, under the instruction of Attorney General Garland, raided a former president's house to basically retrieve evidence that's uh, corroborates illegal activity by the Obama administration and potentially Joe Biden himself, then impeachment of Attorney General Garland is the least of his concerns at this point, because this looks like uh, an, a, a conspiracy and a conspiracy to defraud the United States government, to defraud the president, the American people. And this is something that I think really needs to be uh, held to account in Congress. We just impeached Mayorkas over the border by a couple votes, that's fine. The border is a disaster. But if it's true that, like I said, Garland instructed the FBI to seize evidence, then he needs to be impeached and potentially indicted moving forward later on. Now, I don't know if that file is at Mar-a-Lago, if they retrieved it, if they not. What I did understand from Taibbi's reporting is 
that 26 names were revealed in that document, because I guess Taibi saw the documents, and Ben Carson, Trump, some me, some others were obviously part of this, uh, this targeting operation. But uh, I think that's the big picture we have to be looking at. And I think if Trump still has it, he should tell the American people what's in it. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, uh, I don't want that to be used as some sort of, you know, last minute uh, campaign thing. I would like to this to get out in the public eye as soon as possible, you know, especially right now. It's just like the dominoes are falling very quickly for the deep state and for the Democrats right now. I mean, it's just problem after problem, revelation after revelation. Uh, the the support of this White House is just going down and down and down uh, I mean, what do you, what, and, and with regards to you and the other 25 people that have been bumped and nudged and had their lives disrupted, I mean, we could go down the list of, you know, negative effects that it's had. Do you, do you see any uh, recourse or, you know, like, what do you think is going to happen as more, as more of this information starts to come out? Do you have uh, a case to be made that, you know, you were treated wrongly and, and you know, uh, seems like that would be something that uh, might come of this. Well, I'm incredibly grateful and I'll always be grateful to President Trump for giving me a pardon and uh, clearing my name uh, years ago already. Uh, now, simply uh, with this new evidence coming out, I have complete exoneration and vindication in the eyes of my fellow citizens, which for me is very important because how I conduct myself in society, who listens to me, I work on television. That's very important for my reputation. So I'm very uh, happy about that. Uh, third, about this particular situation in which the 25, 26 individuals find themselves in, I've actually received messages from some of these people that found out that they were on this list. Some are considering a class action lawsuit because when the governments or foreign governments basically uh, is engaged in what is tantamount to conspiracy, to uh, defraud you or to uh, subvert your civil liberties, then that's a crime. So there are a lot of rumblings already from some people, and this has just come out. So I'm looking to see if others are interested in a serious manner. And if they are, I certainly would sign up to a class action to go after these people legally. Wow. God, I tell you what, I, 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 I really, for your sake and for the nation's sake, I hope that happens because this has got to be this has got to be fully exposed this i mean you made mention of the fact george uh off air right before we came on that this kind of is this the way this story is going to be dropping it's kind of like a pyramid they're dropping this part and as it goes it's going to get bigger and bigger sounds to me like you kind of have some clue as to what's coming now, i'm not asking you to to scoop these guys but what kind of stuff do you think might be coming? I think we're going to get some information out of Israel, quite frankly, because I know that Israel was very involved uh, with a lot of the things that were going on with me. And I think they were uh, strong armed into doing some of this uh, bad behavior against Trump. I don't think they were willfully participants. But of course, when you have a person like President Obama uh, saying to the prime minister of Israel and other foreign countries that you need to do something against my opponent, they're probably going to have to listen, especially when many didn't expect Trump to win. So I think you're going to get some information out about that. Uh, secondly, I think you're going to finally get the rea the reality about Joseph Mifsud. For many of your viewers and listeners out there, Joseph Mifsud is the man who started all of this investigation, this entire scandal. He's the person that was introduced to me 
uh, in Rome by somebody who was connected to MI6. At the time, of course, I had no idea who this person really was. And now he's gone underground the last five years or so. We're going to find out who his handlers were. We're also going to find out who Stefan Halper's handlers were, who the honeypot with him was. And I think the reason that we had this, like you mentioned, the pyramid at the top, Taibi and Schellenberger and others said there was a conspiracy, the CIA with five eyes. Now people are thinking, oh, my God, what does that really even mean? Now we're going to start to peel the onion of corruption slowly, and we're going to see how that operation happened, who was behind it, who the handlers were, and what the motivations were. And I think that's why we're going to see this new information come out. That's my prediction. I've been pretty accurate, I think, over the last four years, and I'm sticking to what I just said. Wow. Wow. This is just uh, everything that we're talking about here is so remarkable. You know, it's it's not a surprise to people that have been following the story, but at the same time, it's so remarkable to see all of this start to just appear, you know, just it, here it is, here it is, like people have been saying for so long, like you've been saying for so long. And there it there it is. It's just on a silver platter for us, basically. So the big question, George, now is, what is the American voting public going to do? Um, we're yeah. just about out of time, but I'm, I'm real curious if you have a, a, a thought on that. Yeah, look, uh, I think information is critical. I think in the era of decentralized media in which less and less people are actually watching mainstream media, but getting their media and knowledge from other sources, including your show and others, I think the more people are knowledgeable, the more information they get from real life sources who dealt with this type of stuff that we're talking about, they'll be educated, their vote will change, and they do not want to see two things in America, a two-tier justice system and corruption. And the Democrats have become the masters of both of those topics. So that's what I think is going to result in them voting Republican, not only for Trump, but down the ballot in 2024. And it's going to be, it's going to help prepare America. Well, George, listen, man, you have been put through hell and back again. And we just can't tell you how appreciative we are of you coming on. I certainly hope we can, as, as this story continues to break and it's going to continue to break, we'd love to have you back on uh, to discuss it further. Uh, please pass our, uh, our hellos on to your lovely wife, Simona. And thank you for joining us today on State of the Nation, George Papadopoulos. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much. God bless. All right. There he goes. Man, oh, man. I mean, that's just absolutely insane, huh, Hesh? Crazy. Yeah. All right. Stick around. Uh, we've got more to go, believe it or not, on State of the Nation, and we will on TNT right after this. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Last week when Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the position of Joe Biden when it comes to late-term abortions, she had the phony rhetoric ready to go. What I will say is majority of Americans, majority of Americans wants to see their rights protected, wants to see women have their rights protected, wants to be able to, wants, want women to be able to make those deeply, deeply personal decisions on their bodies, on their own, not politicians. That's what majority of Americans want to see. And so the president's going to stand with majority of Americans on this issue. Do those unborn babies have any rights then? I'm not going to get into that specific. I'm not going to get into that question. Rights for unborn babies? What are you, mad? <laughs> but let's take a look at how Americans really feel about the issue of abortion. This is from Gallup, May of last year. Only 34% of Americans believe abortion should be legal under all circumstances. 34%, a majority, 64% say limited circumstances or not at all. 
And in the same poll, only 22% of Americans believe third trimester abortion should be legal at all. It just shows that Karine Jean-Pierre and her leftist buddies are a bunch of liars. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. While serving in Afghanistan, I was hit by sniper fire. The fighting was so intense, the medevac chopper was barely able to land. In the hospital, I was given a 5% chance to live. It's a good thing math wasn't my best subject. Today, I visit classrooms and share my story. I talk to kids about dealing with life's struggles. I tell them, with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. I know that some struggles are big and some are small, but they're all struggles, and you have to learn to get through them. With support from DAV, more veterans like me can live their best life. And as a new father, I have one more reason to keep on keeping on. My victory is being there for the next generation. Adam Alexander, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Welcome back to State of the Nation. Well, people all over the nation are fed up with our government. That's no secret. It's unwillingness to secure the border, prosecute felons, embracing socially destructive ideas like DEI and ESG, fanning the flames of the rhetoric from folks like uh, the Black Lives Matter group. Uh, it's just it's just got a lot of people on edge. In fact, there's even been hushed whispers of a second civil war. Well, we pray that doesn't happen. Paul Preston is angry, too, but he's attempting to do something about it. Something big, like a brand new state. Paul is the founder and president of the movement to create the state of New California, and he joins us now. Paul, hello, sir. Welcome to State of the uh, Nation. And how's the state of New California doing? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, the great state of New California is rocking and rolling, and uh, we predict that we'll be a state before the end of this year, that's for sure. Maybe uh, wow. it really it's, it's moving very quickly. It, events are moving quickly. and. They're moving in our direction, so we're pretty excited about that. Wow. that I mean, that's it, a bold undertaking. I mean, where where's yeah. the where's the line? Where's the line here? Well, the line you would talk about dividing the state is actually based upon populations. Uh, there's 40 million people in California, roughly. Uh, we've lost a, about half a million of that from the original estimates because of people taking flight, which is real. Uh, but we uh, are going to divide the state up between rural and urban. And the urbanized areas of Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Sacramento, that is the remainder of California. That's 20 million people, believe it or not. But 20 million people live out in rural California, about 90% of the landmass of California. So 90% of that landmass is New California. And uh, it uh, involves 56, either whole or part. We've divided up some of the counties, and they stayed on the urban side like Los Angeles, the, the LA Basin is definitely about 10 million people. So they stay on the urbanized side. But the top tier of Los Angeles is very, very rural. So that's going to become part of New California. Uh, this is a, a, a very serious undertaking. It's taken about six years. We actually celebrated our sixth year anniversary for the Declaration of Independence of New California from California, uh, February, or excuse me, January 15th, just the last month. So uh, we're pretty excited. Uh, things are, like I said, are moving very quickly. Events in the nation, as you know, 
um, are moving very quickly, and uh, we're pretty much on top of it. We're getting some good news from uh, people that want to support us now in a very big way. Uh, we're excited about that, and uh, so this is uh, we've we've reached some critical mass here, and you know we're we're driven by the events, obviously, of what's been happening here in the last uh, three or four years. But we got down to real brass tacks about six years because we could see this happening very easily through the economy and other things like your education system. I was an educator for 41 years, and I saw the decline uh, really drop off. But I also saw the the evidence that there was a communist takeover happening in California. That was pretty clear, as we've seen with Gavin Newsom and Jerry Brown before him, uh, in all the wrong cast of characters and not following the Constitution. So not following the Constitution is the key thing that, that really set us off. And now you see Joe Biden blatantly not following the Constitution, as well as just about everybody in Congress. So they've actually followed the California design, literally, and if you uh, follow uh, what happened in Buckley County when uh, I think it was uh, Rick, P Rick Johnson, the, the sheriff, came out and said that uh, as a sheriff, they had just had their National Sheriff's Association meeting. And uh, Joe Biden has never shown up to the meetings, you know, and he said for the last three years, the president who's supposed to show up has never shown up. And uh, he didn't show up for the police chiefs or anything. But out here in California, Gavin Newsom in five years has never shown up to the, uh, the, the, the quarterly meeting of the California Sheriff's Association. And, you know, that should show you, that's just a small example about how Biden has been following California's model. There's, it's in every other way, but, um, you know, the legislature is a captured legislature. It's a, our, our legislature is captured primarily by the illegal um, election system that we have. And of course, California pioneered this illegal election system uh, using the the the, the uh, voting systems early on, back in early, the late two, 1990s and in the early 2000s, and we've known the system has been rigged for forever, and now the whole United States felt it in 2020 for the first in a big way. Uh, yeah, we we certainly have, and you know, they, there's a lot of talk about how things are sort of uh, hatched in California and then exported to the rest of the state. Um, I assume that if, you know, if the split happens and we have a new California, it is going to be a Republican dominant state. You know, California doesn't get a lot of uh, uh, props for this, but there are a lot of conservatives and common sense people in California, particularly north of San Francisco and uh, eastward. You know, this, I'm, I'm from... Uh, I'm from the Nevada County area, the Monterey County area, the Humboldt yeah. County area. Mm -hmm. So those are those are my spots, you know, and I have spent a lot of time in San Francisco, L.A., San Diego, all over the state. And it's a very, very different zeitgeist once you get north of uh, San Francisco. You know, you get up there, you know, well, Napa. I, I wouldn't um, change. I've been in California all my life. And, and uh, when I started this trek years ago, um, I went and did a road trip to and visited every county in California, and I've been to most of them anyway, you know, over the years, vacationing and hiking and skiing and all that other stuff. Um, but I just want, I said, okay, you're going to be serious about this. You better find out what it's all about. And I found out in nearly every one of the counties that I spoke in, uh, they were very deeply conservative. That was a shocker. The big shocker was to find that the coastal areas from even including Santa Barbara County up to Monterey, like you said, um, and that whole area was deeply conservative. That was a shocker. That that's really 
we had constructed our original map. We had a map that showed that we weren't going to include those counties. And, I, and we all look back at it. The people in San Luisito say, that was the wrong decision, Paul. Um, you know, because they, <laughs> they have become one of our strongest uh, allies in this whole thing, the San Luis Obispo group and Santa Barbara. And I mean, it's really uh, quite interesting to see how this has all been panning out. What we thought were liberal places have not, are not. And um, then again, what has happened is there's been massive voter suppression in California because of the system that we have. Um, you know, I grew up with a, a deeply in a deeply Republican area of Orange County. And of course, that's all been changed. That has become uh, quite liberal. Uh, there's a lot of bad actors there. It's like there is in San Francisco, as you know. Uh, but, you know, it's not like it's lost. It's not. There's the deep roots of conservatives are there. So it, it'll fool everybody because of the fact that, you know, these people are in California are truly, truly conservatives, but they just have been suppressed. The vote has been taken away from them. You've had the media that's just been pounding on them from Hollywood. And, uh, of course, then the financial influence of San Francisco, as you know, uh, that has all played out badly in California. But now we're, we're releasing all that. Uh, it's really kind of weird to see it, but it's exciting at the same time. We're releasing all this conservatism on, on the public and people are waking up and it's like, wow, uh, we didn't realize how conservative we were, but it's, uh, it's exciting to see this. You know, Paul, I think a lot of people are probably saying, wow, I didn't realize how conservative I was. All it takes is about three and a half years of Joe Biden and everybody gets a little bit more conservative. <laughs> that seems right. to be what's going That's on. Right. Listen, we, we, we've, we've only got about a minute or so here. But just if you could nutshell, what do you need to do in order to make this happen? Because it seems like such a big lift, but you seem rather confident. What needs to happen in order for it to become reality in about a minute? Well, I think a, a, a small little uh, taste of uh, the, the pain that we've been feeling out here nationally is starting to hit because the economy is starting to tank and California's economy is way off. And the state of California's government is in financial default, period, end of subject. They are... Uh, they are not capable of paying their own bills right now. So you're going to start to see that pressure build on people. And, and when people start to see it in a significant fashion, you know, being in the media and doing our stuff in the media that we have to do and making arrangements, all the things that we're continuing to do, uh, it's going to be a big turnaround very quickly. And I see that really within the next uh, 60 days, 60 to 90 days. Uh, they're not going to want to tolerate any more of this uh, deep depression that we're in. That's been brought to you by, uh, there's no question about uh, uh, the, the the cartels, the Mexican cartels, and the communist Chinese working together with people like Gavin Newsom and his ilk. God Almighty! Yeah, well, I tell you one thing. I I just hope enough people stick around in California to make this happen because I know people are bagging out of that state because of uh, gruesome Newsom, as my man Hesher here calls him. So we're saying <laughs> you guys all come back because it's going to change. Uh, you know, we're going to be a Second Amendment state. You know, it's constitutional carry in New California. Uh, we, are, we are a free market economy, and all the businesses that, that have left, the industry that's left, it's all poised Hopefully to come it comes back, back right now. Okay, well, Paul, we look. We hope hope you'll come back on the program. Paul oh, yeah. Preston, <laughs> there you go. It's He's the founder and president of New California. Google it. You can get all the info. Paul, we look forward to having you back. Thanks for joining us today, sir. Thank you. All right. That's going to do it for State of the Nation. Misty Winston is coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow right here on today's News Talk TNT.